This is some prime podcasting content we're producing right here. Welcome to Meet at the Mantis, the podcast where old friends discuss new music. This week we'll be talking about Lord, who I had no idea was 16 years old when Royals came out. Uh, and two other bands that were a little bit less interesting, so I'm blanking on their names. Phantoms. And Sonny Fondera. Sonny Fondera. I think that's the first time you got the intro right on your first try. Except he got it completely wrong because he doesn't have the names of the bands we listened to this week in his intro. But it was still like his best by far. <laughs> wow, the bar's very it's, low on this podcast. It's, it's also Sunny Fodera. Not there's no N in it. Oh, I said Fondera. Yeah. <laughs> like Ponderosa. Fodera, you're right. Well, I kept um I kept combining it into Salardo which actually was a different EDM group that's also playing at this life is beautiful. So. Oh, that's funny. All right. Should we do a shot? I have a gigantic bottle of Maker's Mark that will be delicious instead of all the other weird things I've been drinking. Did you get we- that or did you have that? I bought this for, for this purpose. Nice. We have a weird vodka mixed with elderberry lemonade or some shit. Right, Mark? It yeah, so we were, and, we were oh, like a, oh, but that's like a French 75. Kind that's of. Like, I don't yeah, know. We, I just sort of like mixed a little bit. So if it's all vodka, I'm sorry. We have like three bottles of vodka to get through. And so we're going to try to find good tasting, unique vodka. Shots. Oh, wait, I have something else, too. I have um, a tin of really fancy scallops in a can in wine sauce that I got at the fancy knife store today. So you're going to eat scallops during our I'm gonna show eat, today? Yeah, I thought maybe it would be a thing that I would do. Like I would get, for, for episodes, I would get a can of fish. Okay. We'll, we'll let you do that. <laughs> it's your podcast too. Okay. We should vote on these things before the episode. <laughs> Just surprise us with this and we have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. It's a little medicinal. Yeah, Mark? And then for my drink, I'm finally switching it up to it's a whiskey by the Wiggle Company out of Pittsburgh called uh, Rudolph. And it's their whiskey finished in uh, Great Lakes Christmas Ale barrels. So it gets a little bit of those like spices and uh, Christmassy spices mixed in. Nice. I'm still on my... Bud Light, Seltzer, Hard Sodas. Excellent. I got Shinerbach because I'm in the South. I don't like Shinerbach. It's fine. It's very malty. Yeah, it's like almost like a brown ale. Yeah. Or maybe it is. That's a Bach. I think a Bach is the type of beer. All right. So before we get into the bands, uh, Life is Beautiful had an announcement. And I I don't know when we should get this podcast out, but very recently they announced the by day lineups for uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I thought it would be cool if we went over our 
kind of like scary possible overlaps that we're already getting worried about. And I will start with my first one and it would be on which day is it on Saturday? No, Friday. I, I am worried about some kind of uh, jungle and cage, the elephant overlap happening, which would be very devastating for me because they're both pretty high up on that list. And I really want to see both of them. I, Ellis and I talked about this and she seemed to be leaning towards cage and I'm way more leaning towards jungle. So that would be my most devastating overlap. Where will they be in the night? If they overlap, you think? I think uh, it would be something like Arctic Monkeys is obviously headlining, and then you'll have Cage go into Arctic Monkeys on the main right stage, before. and maybe Jungle playing at the um, I forget what the stage name is called. Bacardi. Uh, Bacardi. The Bacardi stage against Cage, because I think it, uh, the other and ones the like you always see have Migos against Arctic Monkeys, and I'm guessing Alice in Wonderland will be headlining the uh, EDM tent. So there's like a scary possible overlap. My my dream would be like Jungle on the main stage into Cage into Arctic Monkeys, and then I could just stay at the main stage all Friday, basically. That's possible. It's it's possible to have a jungle sunset set, and that would be perfection. But it's sort of like if jungle doesn't lead into Migos, then Oliver Tree goes into Migos, and that seems weird. Well, well I thought it, Shaggy into Migos, and I thought Oliver Tree on the hundred stage right before Oliver Arctic Tree's Monkeys. Bigger than that, though. Like, look how highly built he is. Yeah. But do they try to minimize the amount of people that move or do they try to maximize the amount of people that move? It's different every time. Yeah, I think it's sometimes it's made year. no sense, but sometimes they'll like link up like styles, right? Yeah. Going like last year they glass animals into Team Impala, right? So that was sort of genre here and then who and then someone into uh, Megan the Stallion. Well, they de- and there's definitely just a general preference to put hip hop on the Bacardi stage. Unless yeah, it's they on normally the tend to be stage. like the sub headliners, right? So, yeah, um, just like the hip hop names tend to not be as big as like the like headliner headliner. Yeah. Um, I was actually this is a I guess a hope, but it could be bad. But mine's on Sunday, so I had already assumed i was not going to get to see jack harlow like it didn't matter on what day like you knew he was going to be against who's ever that headliner is i assumed he would be either against arctic monkeys or against the gorillas turns out he's on the calvin harris day so in theory i could if he goes there's a couple things if he now he might be against beach house and then calvin harris goes unopposed against anybody you could also like he could lead into calvin harris and then calvin harris is against beach house which would be like my preference and then i mm. could see jack harlow um so that will be interesting to see I, I really think they're gonna stick calvin harris like at 11 i don't know 11 p.m set and basically have no one play against him mm. and so he'll then i'll probably be sort of 
is it gonna be Jack Harlow or Beach House that I see? So yeah, I think, I, I think the same thing will happen. I think Calvin Harris is gonna do like a two, two and a half hour set to, unopposed to close it out. That day scared me of a Jack Harlow Sylvanesso overlap. That, that's where I'm at. I, that, the, I'm definitely gonna have some conflict here because I really want to see Jack Harlow, Beach House, Sylvanesso, and Big Boy. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> those, are, those are definitely going to conflict. It's like, I want to yeah, see all of the good be... bands that day. I'll be fine. Yeah, my guess would be Big Boy into Jack Harlow, maybe a Big Boy Sunset set into Jack Harlow, Sylvanesso into Beach House. I don't know where Dermot Kennedy fits in there. Um, he seems too big to be on the 100 stage at night to me, but I don't know. I don't know where he's going to fit in there. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised that, like, in theory, Lord. Lord will go into the gorillas and I might get to see Lord. I didn't think I was going to get to see her either. Well, that um, takes us into our Lord conversation. Are we there? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll start out with Lord. So Josie, you mentioned that she was 16 years old when she originally wrote pure heroin. Um, but I think what you forgot to mention is that she's actually a geologist from South Park, Colorado. <laughs> Figured I'd bring that up right away. Did you not what? watch the 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 Randy Marsh South Park stuff I sent you? Oh no, you've told me like, and not only did you send it to me, you told me to watch it many times, but I did not. It's fine. Mark <laughs> said it wasn't funny, but he's wrong. But anyways, I just wanted to get that I joke out of the way. I said it wasn't as funny as Alyssa is making it out to be. It, hmm. It's it's a I, I count how many times you hear. The Randy Marsh South Park Lord joke when we're there. You're probably going to hear it five times because it's just a thing everyone knows now. But it is funny if you watch it on South Park and he, they actually do a little song. And that song is ended up being sung by Sia and they have a little music video for it. So it's funny. But um, no. So Lord is um, she's a Kiwi. She's from New Zealand. She originally wrote her song, uh, her songs on pure heroin when she was 16 years old Um she has three albums out, most recently one from 2021. Um, Pure Heroin was the original one in 2013. Melodrama came out in 2017. And Solar Power came out in 2021. Um, what are your guys's? Did you listen to all three albums? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, so I, I was a fan of both of the older albums when they came out or shortly after they came out. So I spent most of my time on the new album, which is interesting. I mean, it's like a, a pretty significant departure. Mm -hmm. um, I was really surprised by it. And at first I was turned off by it because it's got this overtly poppiness to it that, that isn't similar to the other stuff, in, in my opinion. Um, but I came around to it. I, th there's some... I don't know what she's trying to do. I, I did not get an answer to that. Like, is, is this supposed to be like, okay, she's just doing like really poppy tunes now, or is this supposed to feel subversive or, or like, like poppy with a layer underneath it? And I think it's that, but it's not. I think it's that. Cause I don't get the, I don't get an overtly. I like, I think her other stuff sounds more poppy than this new one. This new one seems like much more chill, like a, like a little, like the, like the vibe's a little slower. It's like a little, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. high at the nail salon. I'm right. It's, it's like a little more I like wavy. That. That's, my, that's my favorite song. It's less, it's way less anthemic. 
It's more. It's. I think it's more poppy, but less like anthemy. Oh well, I love an anthem. We know that. It's true. Um, I got this weird connection that my brain wants to make so bad. Let's see if you guys get it here. Uh, while Joe's getting that set up, like I originally listened to Lord, uh, from her like very first EP. Also, I heard that, and same thing. I was kind of like blown away. Like I, I thought like her music was amazing. Um, and I guess I got kind of like the same vibe from as Joe, where like her newer stuff sounded way more like poppy and a little bit like less my style. But it definitely became something where the more I listened to it, the more I liked it as opposed to like i guess like her earlier stuff like i liked immediately yeah i i think i i think i like this too all right let me get you let me get you in the right state of mind here for this this connection i want to see if you guys brain will do think about roller skating rinks in 1994 maybe 95 <laughs> maybe 98 okay are you there got it i'm there yeah. oh we're there pop, pop music pop music and then the listen to the first line or two of the melody. Cold, I tend to cancel. I hate the winter. Can't stand the cold. I tend to cancel all the plans. But when the heat comes, something takes a hold and I kick it. What you guys got? Um... Blind Melon? Are you here? No, is it... no. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe that's there too. I don't know. Mark, you um, anything? I, uh, I oddly get uh, Outdoor Festival. Like I'm sitting in the grass listening to that and like maybe not on like a main stage, maybe like a, I, I don't know. Lord always feels like this artist. Like I, when I hear her music, I'm like, oh, I discovered Lord. That's how I always like <laughs> feel. Like in for a while, it, it was kind of like, like, oh, like nobody else knows about Lord. But um, I, that's what the kind of like feeling I get from her music. I don't know if it's not well, like. Me, I, I got this real direct connection. Let me play this song that my All brain right. just cannot separate from it. the most it's the way it moves down mm. but it, it like my brain just it's it, here's it like spot on it's not it's not the exact same melody but it, oh, like i was listening like to that guitar and i was getting like the all i can say is that my life is pretty plain <laughs> like i was like i can sing this to that right like I, I tried that's to, where i was going with it 
there, there's a good comment about the guitar on this album. I tried to Google it to see if anyone else talking about it. I found a, a podcast that I like, but I didn't have time to listen to it. But the the all the guitar on this album is really bad. Like like really really. Bad. Oh, it's it's probably Jack Antonoff playing guitar in every song. Yeah, yeah I, I, that, that's that's what I was. Or is it or is it Lord? Because I, 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 I found a clip of Lord playing guitar, and she doesn't actually play. But it's maybe it's more the recording. But I hear the it's so boomy. It's so the bottom. There's like no top end. There's like no sparkle on it. And it and it, there's a later track where there's like a guitar solo sort of, and it sounds like like a like a high school band or something like a you know a garage band it sounds really really bad and it doesn't seem intentional to me can i say my embarrassing connection to when you played Mm -hmm. that it it was definitely like the opening guitar of faith by limb biscuits cover of faith Oh, the rhythm. immediately where I went. It's the same rhythm. Do, 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 yeah, do, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Can we play that? Yes, that's please. funny. <laughs> should I play should I play Limp Biscuit or should I play George Michael? I, I did Limp Biscuit, but I mean it probably works both, but I I, I don't know. I immediately went to Limp Biscuit's version. Because he, he must play that riff in that too though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Common rhythm, but uh, very, very clear. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. I'm trying to figure out who played. Yeah, acoustic guitar, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah, it might not be that the playing. Although there's a lot of finger noise, I hear the squeaking too. But not everybody even tries to get rid of that anymore. That's when I mean, you go to, if you go to music school for guitar. A lot of time it's like, how do you get rid of that squeak? Um, yeah. Um, but to what Mark was saying when he was saying, like, I feel like I discover Lord. Uh, I think when I when I listened back to like her songs on Pure Heroin, even though like that was 2013. So it wasn't like I was in high school then or anything like that. It's it's nostalgic because it's 10 years ago or whatever, but not nostalgic because it was from when I was in high school. But the lyrics do still remind me of being in high school, of being in my hometown. Right. And I don't know how similar a New Zealand town is to, you know, Youngstown, Ohio, but it sounds pretty similar to me, right? Like when you listen to Team, like her, the one song, it's, um, you know, we live in cities you'll never see on the screen. Not very pretty, but we sure know how to run things. Like it just, I just feel like high school when I listen to it, right? Oh, yeah. Just talk about like the most relatable music for a majority of like teenagers in high school because like i was i had the exact same reaction as you did like and had i been like going through my you know severe high school depression i would have just eaten this up even more but like i I, yeah i it was great like i definitely like identified with a lot Uh, i think the new album too i i I mean she's older in that out she she mentions in one of the lyrics that she's 22 when she's right i guess when she's writing those songs um but she's pretty, it's like an angst, it's a very identifiable kind of angsty, recognizable kind of angsty. And there's like cleverness in there, but it's not like over the top, you know? Some, and, you know, there's the Jesus lyric. I think, I feel like, does, it, does that catch everybody's ear? Uh, no. Well, what is that? Uh, it, it's, in, it's in the hit. It's in the single. Um, she says, I'm like a prettier version of Jesus. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, now, yeah, now I remember that. Um, yeah. Can I can I do my fun Lord facts now? Please, please. Uh, she had. I'm gonna say this wrong. She has chromesthesia, which is where sound to her invokes an experience for her specifically color. Mm. And she talks about how she like included that in. Uh, I think uh, she has a song called Green Light and things like that and so she actually like includes that in her music but when she's like going through that she sort of gets these like images of like color as a response to actual like music stimuli and yeah. um i yeah. thought that was interesting i i saw there was some i think pharrell has the same thing and, and sheeran um, does too yeah lots of like famous musicians uh describe yeah. this yeah quest um, they talked to her about that on on the hot ones that I watched with her in it, which if you guys haven't watched it, she, I, it, it doesn't even look like she's eating hot wings. Like she makes the host, she puts the host to shame. She's like, yeah, that's fine. She's very chill the entire time. But she, they talked to her about it and she said her newest album, the color she associates with it is like violet and purple. Hmm. Yeah. I, I've known some people who have perfect pitch who have that, but then I also like when Questlove describes it in his book, I don't think it's related to perfect pitch. I think, I don't think it's like, I don't think he has perfect pitch, but he still has that color thing. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. And I have one more. This is a me funny story about Lord. But when I heard and I didn't realize this until I started like for for this podcast, getting into the lyrics. But in a tennis court, I always thought the lyric was um, I could be a beauty queen in Sears, like the department store but it's actually in tears and i personally like my lyric a lot better <laughs> i think it makes yeah. a lot more sense <laughs> yes <laughs> i think sears would bring on tears so that makes sense well i think it made like the the whole thing of like royals and tennis courts and kind of like being a sears beauty queen is kind of like in with like the rest of like a lot of her like messages of kind of being like you know i don't know like hood famous or like famous for your small town and kind of like living it up there. And I think yeah. that's why my mind always like associated it there. But um, that, that yeah. was my lesson. It, it is not actually Sears. <laughs> there's a lot more, at least to me, there's a lot more sad lyrics on the new album about that kind of stuff. It's just something like uh, a, a millionaire, uh, something, something about being a millionaire, but being really sad. Um, and there's a lot of those where she sounds like a lot of alcohol. I, I, maybe an alcohol problem between the second and third album. She references alcohol a lot of times, like like drinking in a dark room at the party. Well, stuff, we all so. have an alcohol problem between the ages of 21 and 25 here. <laughs> yeah, right, so yeah. <laughs> you didn't, I don't know. <laughs> um, on We haven't talked about melodrama a lot in this conversation yet. I just have to talk about, there's a three song set in melodrama that might be my some of my three favorite songs in a row i don't know i don't know on any album it's just that they roll into each other so nice so it goes from um homemade dynamite which is a nice tune you know about uh, you know a night that just goes crazy and it's uh it, you know the lyrics go uh our, our friends, our drinks, we get inspired, blowing shit up with homemade d -d -d dynamite. And then she has that cute thing at the end. She's like, and now you know it's really gonna blow. 
<laughs> I just think that's also cute. Um, and she goes into this song that's called The Louvre. I love this song. Absolutely. This is my favorite Lord song. Um, and it's about like being in a new relationship, the beginning of it, how exciting it is. And it oh, has Did you know great... a Flume produced that song? I hate you. <laughs> I, it, for anyone said, I definitely was just stealing her thunder because she wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> uh, some guy named Malay also uh, helped produce it. He produced a, a handful of her songs. Um, and he did most of Frank Ocean's stuff. So it's another interesting person. On top of Jack Antonoff, who did probably like 90% of her last two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll, I'll go on a tangent on Jack Antonoff later because I just don't. I don't I love his music I don't know why um and then but the chorus to that one is like megaphone to my chest broadcast the boom 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 and make them all dance to it and it repeats that over and over and over again it's super cool and then the part about the Louvre is you know uh she said but we're the greatest they'll hang us in the Louvre down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre. So like, <laughs> it's like a self-deprecating kind of thing. Yeah, and clever. She's yeah, clever. and it's it's cute. She almost yeah. says it. She doesn't even sing that part. Like it just sticks out. Um, and then it goes into Liability, which is just like a, a heart-wrenching, beautiful song about, you know, feeling, you know, feeling like you're too much for someone to take on, right? Which mm-hmm. we've all felt that way at some point in juncture of our lives. And so those three songs together, when they go one into the other, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Liability is great. It's just so straightforward. It's just like, like, uh, as Alyssa would say, right on the nose. It, uh, it's just like hitting you there. Um, also for melodrama, like, I, I don't know, Greenlight is just my guilty pleasure. Like, I love that song. It's so like, uh, I, I think that would be a great song live because that one's like energetic, powerful, kind of like cheery, just like really going at that one that that might be like, I, I think what would end up being her best live song. Have you watched anything of her, any clips of her playing live? Uh, yeah, I did. And um, a, the one thing I did, the, it would the crowd super into it, of course. Mm. And then, but yeah, like this kind of like comes up with my concern. If you're not like, a mega lord fan where like her music might be a little quiet at like a festival mm-hmm. or live yeah. except like some of the, the 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 her banger songs so that was like the only thing i'd be like nervous about of like having like kind of like trouble like hearing her music if like the crowd isn't like super into her yeah it reminds me a little bit i, I noticed i watched a few of them and she's not I don't want to say she's a, a bad singer. Like she's, she's not really a singer. Like, like she, so the, all these songs have a little bit of like talk singing to them, mm-hmm. or especially Royals, but like, like many of them do when you watch her live, she, it's even more of that. It's almost a spoken word thing sometimes. And when she does Royals, she doesn't attempt to hit those pitches really. Like she's, and it, I'm kind of curious you're right. Lana Del Rey is kind of like that too. Also, because I just do not think Lana Del Rey can sing like in real life, like she sounds on the record. So, so she does that a little, and it, it reminds me of it. It, it, it might fall kind of flat because there's not going to be any like vocal chops. There's not going to be any any like mm-hmm. belting or anything, at least from what I could tell. Yeah, that's where I go back to. It's going to depend on how much the crowd's into it. Like if the crowd's mm-hmm. super into it, that's not going to matter because everyone 
all the crowd will be bad singers <laughs> and everyone will just be like going and singing and like belting out the songs. But if you're in like, I could see you being in the wrong spot of the crowd and it not being enjoyable. If you're hearing people talking and the music's not too loud and things like that, that's kind of like my uh, prediction for it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that about her. Cause then I, I started reading her just her Wikipedia, but she has like a very literary background. She, she was a gifted in writing basically. Um, I almost see her now as something different than I did before. She's kind of this, this poet, more of this poet kind of thing than I realized. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Assuming we get to see her live. Um, but yeah, it could be, uh, sort of like you, you love to listen to it, but seeing it live, it's like, all right. Yeah, cool. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much you can pull that off. Like, if, if she's gonna yeah, talk, exactly. talk, sing for an hour, that that could get. Yeah, get old. yeah I'm kind. And it's of... not like she has like a fan base like like Billie Eilish does because I don't think Billie Eilish can sing. It's just that she can't. It's just not loud. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of times her background vocals kind of like sound. It sound you could tell, right? Um but it, but like she has such a rabid fan base that it's not like anyone's talking over it right well and those songs are so much more i don't mean that this is always better or whatever but lately there's so much billy eilish's songs are so much more interesting and dynamic and all mm -hmm. over the place you can carry a little more yeah so why is that i guess this and i'm not like a, a big billy fan but i guess i'm a really big lord fan and i've always liked lord a lot more than billy but like why like is Billy so much more popular? It's better. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it's, it's just come along with the times at the right time too. Um, uh, you know, I think that young, young girls identify with Billy a little more readily. Like now Lord's a bit older, right? Whereas like when Lord came out, this is not that Taylor Swift's not still at her height, but like, hard pop music is is what was big then so girls already had taylor swift and right when billy came out she's the she's not anti-taylor swift it's just she's the alt alt taylor swift i don't know what you'd call her right i, I just think that then like if you did it by like count or something the number of interesting things in each billy eilish song is much higher than each lord and i, I like lord a lot but billy eilish is like Every song is kind of fascinating. There's super interesting lyrics. There's often like super weird stuff in the percussion. There's there's drama. There's a story sometimes. There's mm -hmm. characters. There's strange you know strange song structure that that's provocative. Like it's just it's just a richer thing. Yeah, yeah, and I do. I guess like I worry with Lord. Like the she's gonna go up against someone I will really want to see whether it's bob moses um oh, yeah. we eventually will talk about uh mark Rible, and um i feel like she'll be going against one of those and that's going to be like a really hard decision when we see the actual like schedule schedule yeah that's we'll true. save it we'll save it for mark Rible. i have no idea how you actually say his name but they might do something special with him for another episode nice um, the only other thing I'll t just mention is I love Jack Antonoff. I don't like the bleachers. I'm sure I like bleachers songs, but I actually can't stand Jack Antonoff's voice singing. But when I think about 
So he's done a lot of these Lord songs. He's done some of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. My favorite one being My Tears Ricochet, which is wonderful. He did most of the last of the Chicks album, album, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. And I love that album. Um, well, and that's why, maybe I already know this, but you just didn't listen to it. That's why I mentioned Lana Del Rey. Didn't he do Lana Del Rey? Yeah, he did Lana. I was going to mention that too. He did Lana Del Rey. He did, um, who's the other girl you like? Mass Seduction. St. Vincent? St. <laughs> Vincent. Oh, oh um, yeah, I do love St. Vincent. Yeah. Uh, he did a lot of a lot of her stuff. He did he does this guy called Sam Do, and that album's fabulous too. And there's just like something about, I don't know, these I think it's like synthy, like, and it's mostly on melodrama where I like hear it a lot. It's like synthy, like pulsing beats that like i don't know it feels like you're running or something like that i don't know what's going on but like it just like catches my ear no matter what he does and every time i I look i'm like i love this i'm like fucking jack antonoff again again oh he was the wait wait he was in the band that became the band fun yeah, so that's also like when he was the drummer or bassist or something like that. So that's the other thing, too, is like, obviously, they had Nate Roos, which is a gorgeous singer. But like how much of Fun's songs were because Jack Antonoff was somehow behind them. Uh, I don't know. Right. Because no. then Nate Roos came out with his own album and it kind of sounded like Fun because it, his voice just sounds like that. But the songs were not as good. They weren't. Those two albums by Fun are some of the best albums ever. That's why I could never get into the Bleachers because I just wanted another Fun album <laughs> so much, and I I'll, sh- I'll always be sad about that. I'm certain if someone else was singing on Bleacher songs, I would like them much more. There's just something like about his voice that's a little I don't know, kind of like Bruce Springsteen-y or something, where it's not actually good sounding in some cases. I don't know. There's just something I don't like about it. But I'm sure I would like those songs otherwise. It's just a very um, a thing that keeps coming up in my life because he produced well because he produces so much shit. But I'm like, God damn it! Like it's the only one that it happens to, right? Like I don't notice any other producer's name ever. Uh, did we? I, did, I didn't know this, and I just saw it on the page. I didn't know he did Florence and the Machine. Did you list that one? Mm-hmm. I didn't list it, but I know he did Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. There's weird. like a. There's like a. Someone called Lord, when Lord was like in in Jack Antonoff's stable of artists or something like that, like a horse stable or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, oof, no one wants to be known as that. Like, come on. <laughs> well, the I don't want to try to do this too precisely because I don't remember exactly. But the story with Lana Del Rey is kind of a weird one. Like, like they took, like they made Lana Del Rey. You something know, they, with J Lo. Yeah, they they like took her as like an attractive woman basically with some with a vibe and like you know made her an artist it's it's really that's part of why she can't sing <laughs> you know why it doesn't doesn't work live because it's it's not really yeah. just kind of a, a placeholder yeah and it's sort of like in in the pop pop world it doesn't matter you can just like dance over it right yeah. you, you know um but if you're in the indie indie rock world what are you gonna do up there <laughs> exactly <laughs> Weird to have dancers. I think Lord. Well, I watched. I remember watching her Bonnaroo performance. So I'm sure she's changed it since then. But she had like interpretive dancers up there. <laughs> like, like okay. 
That wasn't in any of the ones I watched, but that that would be good because it needs that. It needs something. Yeah. It needs a sort of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. How old is Lord currently? Oh, this one's a little easy. I, we, we were even like talking about this. So I, I know she's in yeah. her like early 20s. So I think she's probably like 25 now. 20. Are we still doing the prices right rules? <laughs> we're doing whatever the, makes you the lose. System? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with 24. Uh, based on what I saw, she's 25. So Mark was right on the nose. How many months? <laughs> I don't know. Well, mine was 25 at the bottom. So price is right. Um, so I win. Lord age. Uh, November 7th, 1996. Ugh. Every time someone born in the 90s, you're like... Ugh. My 90s babies. <laughs> 90s oh, babies. Well, yeah, she'll, she'll be 26 in September then, right? November. In November, November seventh. All right. Yeah, that's crazy. I, but I, we didn't hit the one thing I did want to get. Like, oh. I cannot believe that that first album was written by a sixteen-year-old. That's crazy. Or it was written by Jack Antonoff. I guess. And I don't think he was around then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure it wasn't until melodrama. I didn't double I, check it, but I'm pretty sure. Because I, I sincerely did not know that. I liked that album, and I did not know I was listening to a sixteen-year-old's writing. I, I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I just love to think. Uh, Wow, like we're just like New Zealand. <laughs> I connect to it so much. I'm like a Kiwi too. So, but yeah, it is fascinating. All right, we want to move on to Sunny Fodera. Uh, sure. I probably like Sunny Fodera the most, so I think I'll start. Uh, Sunny Fodera is a what I would call a deep house dj uh very kind of like um grooving um kind of like bassy thumping kind of like edm artist um and then it reminded me my initial one reminded me of gorgon city who was previously at life is beautiful um he had some pretty cool remixes he had a good remix of glass animals heat waves and a future i think next for next week he has a good uh jack harlow remix um so i it seems like and i guess like judging from where he is on the lineup i'm guessing he's gonna be like a early night spot on the edm stage i mm -hmm. personally would like love to like see him i think it would be like a very like fun just constantly like moving um not maybe not so much like Alyssa style, like not, not like big heavy drops, but um, definitely like someone I would like really like to see as long as like the overlap isn't like too horrible. But um, definitely like something I would like keep on in like the background while I'm like working or like jogging or, or something like that. But um, I, I really like enjoyed it. I, I'd never heard of him before either, but I really enjoyed his music. Yeah, we in episode, I, I know because I just edited episode two. We talk about you know what makes good background music in that episode, and for me, this this fits that. Um, it's like I'm enjoying it, but nothing's like catching my ear enough to really distract me or make me start thinking, um, which is which is an okay thing. Um, it's not I, I, I wouldn't nothing really moved me or anything, but I, I enjoy it. All sounds really good, or it's all really really well mixed and really big sounding. Um, I would put it on in a party. 
Yeah, I was going to say uh, my connection was uh, he's like Fisher, right, Mark? You would agree? Uh, I think Fisher is more on the like popular side of EDM, like the popular kind of like house music. Like I think like Fisher is much closer to like a Calvin Harris than a, a, a Sonny Federa, like where Sonny Federa is more on the like. I, I don't, where was he from? Was he from Australia? He's, off, he's from Australia, which yeah. is he's another one, just like Cassian. So there's a lot of these DJs coming from Australia. Um, so it must be a scene there. Uh, it does also seem, I just scanned his social media, it does seem he's like a bit bigger, at least a bit bigger to me in like the UK um, and in Europe. So that probably makes sense. I think they like house music better than me at least <laughs> i think like, they i think it's like the different styles of like house music that they like but you do have this a lot to me of is like, like like pure house it was just like constant beat that just kind of like goes and it's like, fast I, I like, and i think what we would call rave music right like something yeah. you would expect but no, to i think it. i think i think as far as the musicology goes what Alyssa said the tempo is really up there that that uh arctic monkeys remix that is really fast that's like almost not pop music it's so fast you mean the glass animals one but yeah uh, yeah that well, it's, yeah. it's weird because like as like a personal preferencing usually when i hear a remix after i've already heard like the main version of the song i don't like it but this was one of the few like i liked and i think it was just because like it was so different and like i just loved that like sped upness where it's almost like I'm almost like anxious listening to it. It's so yeah, it really up. pushes. There's a certain point where you hit it, and and I think you have to be more musical to appreciate something that's above a certain tempo because your your brain has to start subdividing it right. or something mm. in order to enjoy it. But it doesn't get there. Like that, that's that's I mean you know John Coltrane tunes and stuff. You your brain has to be able to slice it up or something. And they, he these that Glass Animals remix goes like right to that edge. I was probably like hundred and. 40 or 150 beats per minute or something. Yeah, I did watch like a live set of his. Didn't say it was a DJ set, but it might as well be. And I heard the Jack Carlo remix in there and he had some other good remixes. And <laughs> this is a sad connection. Um, but I think about like, not that I'm out at Cleveland clubs too often, but I was over summer for various bachelorette parties and things like that. <laughs> and the DJs there just fucking terrible and i was like not that like he obviously wouldn't be way better than you know a cleveland dj but it is like hey this is what a good dj actually sounds like right like <laughs> I, I could you know i could understand being in a club and enjoying it not like being up front for it or anything like that but kind of like chilling in the back in my vip booth I would like it. <laughs> yeah, we have, there's a there's a night here. It's not it's not a house or a techno kind of vibe, but it, they, usually they're doing soul at this this one night I like to go to here in Nashville. But they're doing stuff that's kind of like this, where they're they're laying songs over top of each other. It sounds impossible to me. I have no idea how they do it, but it's it's like a whole other level. It makes it makes it clear that being a DJ is an art form, obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like it takes hearing one that isn't good to like yeah. really appreciate how much like talent it is. Talent is there. Yeah. Um, he does have one song that's new 
and it's called Perfect. And I listen to the song, and I honestly might. Uh, hopefully, it's on touch tunes because I think I'm gonna start playing it places. You gotta play this. It doesn't. Ha- it's just a party song. It might as well be like um, Lil John singing it or something like that. And the <laughs> chorus is just like, <laughs> like newsflash. I'm perfect. You mad? That's perfect. And it, it just uh, like uh, does it. Oh, and I love it. <laughs> stuff for me that the, the I, I get that it's fun but the the sounds are so bad like, so like it's the only one where i was like oh i like this it so i'm gonna adopt funny. it as my this one song i take away from sunny fodera it's funny because that i feel like that's very different than like his other music and his live sets and i i love that like you're you see that a lot where like i think edm artists have the freedom just to completely change their styles and completely like work around like an artist that they're like you know producing for or, or there, something like a, that and like yeah there's no requirement for continuity for whatever reason in, in this type of music and right and like i, I and i'm sure there are some fans that would get mad but like you know like if uh you know a rock band all of a sudden decided to put out like a bunch of like pop hits their like fan base would riot right and stopping bands like the edm artists like yeah i can get into that you know like there's none of that like pressure or like continuity things you need as long as it's a party as long as it's a party as long as it's a party all right that's all i have on sunny Fodera. i don't have anything else i covered literally every note i took so would okay. I know I would go see Sonny Vader, but would you two go see them? No, no, not problems. a chance, not no. a Ouch. chance. Like especially when you're looking at like who's a similar around him. He's right around where Wet Leg will be, where Ty Veritas will be. Grandson's there. I don't care what you say. Uh, I'd see grandson over Sonny Fodera. So <laughs> I'll, I'll if, if we were alone. if we were talking about something interesting and you were walking towards that stage, I would keep walking <laughs> to finish the conversation. <laughs> but like, that's that's kind of the only reason. I don't know. It, it's just kind of neutral. I'm like totally neutral. I don't I don't dislike it. I'm just totally yeah. No, neutral. it's it, it's fine. I'm sure it's some of the best house music out there. It's just sort of like it doesn't do much for me. All right, and all right. So let's let's move on to our third uh, artist. Who's Does anyone Phantoms. need a break before we go? I'm good, but I'm good. Right. I'm good. Uh, Restart again, Mark. <laughs> do you want to mark this clip, Josie? Oh yeah, it's in beta though. What if it crashes? Everything. All right, we're good. And so our third artist is Phantoms, and I feel like Joe will actually have a lot to say about them. I messaged them on Instagram to ask them uh, 
if they really use the synthesizer that's on stage when they play. <laughs> um, and they did not respond. Um, did you ask nicely or did you ask kind yeah, of a no. dick? No, no, I asked nicely. I, I, I was you set up like, question. I love your live show. Tell me how you do it. Is it a I real don't. synthesizer? Were you like, hey. No, I didn't do that. It's just, it's this, what I think it might be is they're just using it as a controller to control the computer because it has a bunch of knobs and stuff on it. But it's like a notoriously terrible sounding instrument. I just thought you like you never see them because it has this terrible, terrible riff. The Roland Gia. Yeah, I don't think Gia. you can start with that question. It definitely sounds condescending. Uh, I yeah. think you got to be like, hey, yeah, I, I love your music. Yeah, I didn't butter them up. That was or a like, problem I had in, in Central America. You you do all your like ordering a food via WhatsApp, like in text message form, which is good if your Spanish isn't good. But I pissed a bunch of people off, I learned, because you you got to like, even when you're texting a restaurant, you got to be like, hey, how are things? You got to like. Mm, small talk is important. Small talk is important. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to start with like, love your music. How do you guys do it? And stuff like that. Oh, it's like, hey, I'm kind of into synths. Like, yeah, how do you use this? <laughs> you know, you got to uh, got to ease it in there. I yeah I like the tunes. Um, I think they're I think they're good. The live show they played some huge crowds. You can see videos of them playing in front of like I don't even know like hundreds of thousands of people. Um, that that same kind of setup like there's a synth and like a pad. You know, a guy has drumsticks and the and the pad controller kind of thing. He's hitting that. Um, really high energy, really clever stuff. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of them in in interview and stuff, and they're really nerdy. Mm -hmm. like, like like extremely nerdy um oh mark i think mark had the joke in our text thread that the 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 interviewer was way cooler than the band well they were uh making pasta with this chef and if you were just to see the picture you would think the chef was the dj because he was like tatted up and looked all cool it was all social and they were just kind of like nerding out over making pasta yeah yeah it's it's pretty good stuff um it's not like outrageously deep or anything um but there's cool textures and cool layers everywhere it's definitely they try i, I think i think the way i would categorize them is they, like they try stuff it's like a little bit experimental as far as this genre goes yeah and when we watched i think the what you sent was their live set at okeechobee 2020 or something like that um and they're I got a very like a genuine vibe from like their crowd interaction and how they were just like, they almost seemed like very excited to just be up there doing it. They're like, I don't know why all these people are here, but you all are. And <laughs> I'm not saying they feel that way, but that's how it sort of like came off like this fucking awesome. Um, and so I, I just liked that, 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 that portion of it. And like, if you look, their Instagram is kind of, like that too like you could tell they they just seem like nice chill guys um the one guy right now has a mustache and like a gray streak and he actually looks pretty good the other uh, guy look the shorter guy looks like someone and i can't figure out who but there's certain pictures where i'm like who the hell does he look like oh wait did it, well that leads into something important that i guess we almost left out did i didn't quite prepare enough for this though um they're they're child actors they're both famous child actors Okay, so there were a lot of young pictures that were showing up when I Googled them, but that didn't yeah. come up when I looked at their Wikipedia, though, that they were child actors. The, yeah, they're both, both of them are like, they were, I think they were on a show together, but then they have whole careers that are separate. The thing, the reason I, I can't nail it that well is I didn't know any of the shows at all. 
Oh man. I did not even know that. So actors. yeah, and also yeah, like Alyssa said, their their Wikipedia page was very sparse. Yeah, that's, maybe it's the individual. I'm getting a Wikipedia lot of Phantom pages. Menace shit, so I got it. <laughs> Phantoms DJ child actors. Yeah, so Kyle Kaplan is one dude. Uh, I won't blow. And the other one's Vinny Pergola. Yep, his filmography. The problem. So, oh, ten things. They're both in ten things I hate about you. I think, but I've never seen that movie. Or TV or whatever it is. Oh, wait, it's a TV series, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I think that's uh, a mo- it was a movie, too. It was a movie, but then there's like a TV series on like Freeform or something fucking weird. Yeah, basically, I think they've done more than that. One of them's on Hannah Montana. And then they're like, you know, you know, like you have one episode on CSI and stuff. They're like those kind of dudes. Yeah. Yeah, they're Los Angeles based, so they probably were in the scene and also did music, which is probably what they all do. They, they, I, I agree. Origins. They both look like I feel like just people we know, not even like famous people. Like the short just, one looks like someone we know, and I just cannot figure it out. It's gonna hit me one day, and I'm like that motherfucker. And then, but nobody will know because they won't know. I'll know. I'll um, know. Their live, I, I watched some of their um their YouTube live stuff. It looked like they, like I agree, like they were having a blast. They're kind of like playing drums you're doing a little bit of singing um his singing is not what i would call the best um but i do think it would be fun and based on where they are in the lineup i i don't think there'll be like a lot of overlaps so i i think they will be like a fun kind of early set in the um in the edm tent probably uh i actually listened to them a lot before because i think they were at a previous festival i think they were at firefly uh, when we were going there, but unfortunately we didn't get a chance to see them. Um, they also did a DJ set in Cleveland at uh, this place here called uh, Forward, which is like a pool party kind of like dance club that we are not cool enough to uh, ever go to. So <laughs> so we miss that. But uh, they definitely will do like pure DJ sets and yeah. kind of like a it like sort of like instrumental things where they're doing like like drums and like dancing around and stuff like that. But yeah, it looks is, like this a is fun another set. one. This is like maybe the third or fourth band we've talked about so far that has this thing, this this duality where they they have some kind of live performance and they also do pure DJ sets. Yeah, and when they, you looked up on their website, they said they're a mix of house and indie dance, which I like that term, <laughs> indie dance. Oh, I think your your point about authentic is what relates to his voice too. Like like he's he's doing these big kind of belty singing things. He's not a great singer, but it comes across really authentic. Like it's, yeah, like they it. do that cover of Cocaine by Eric Clapton, which like I know that that's an Eric Clapton song, but when I listened to it, I honestly didn't like, I wasn't recognizing it appropriately. I was like, oh, that's a nice, it's a nice song. And then like they closed with, in the Okeechobee show, they closed with a cover of Elephant by Tim Impala. Um, and instead of just like covering it, like he sang the words and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't need you to sing over Kevin, but sure. <laughs> sure. We'll connect no. a little more. It's this whole, it's a great song it's this to whole on, thing so. where EDM artists are slowly just going back to like rock and roll artists, right? <laughs> they're just going to keep layering things on and they're going to be up there playing like guitars and just singing rock songs. And... You, know, you know what I don't, it's, I don't love the like pad controller drum thing and it's all of these, they're not all, but many of these bands do it. I find it kind of stupid. 
It's I, I we talked about this before. I just think this is like a thing where they I, I don't know if there's like pressure or, or whatever, but I, I think they do that to be like, hey, look, we're real musicians. We're not just up here like turning knobs. Or and maybe like, even just the visual, just the amount of movement it creates. Right. And, and like a lot of the times, like I think there's just nothing to do. Like if you get like a long kind of like B or, or something like that, and you, once you like adjust it properly, there's nothing to kind of do. And so I think like having that, like it makes you look like you're a, much more of a musician yeah, when you're yeah. like just moving around and hitting those drum pads. <laughs> I wonder if they're even always on because it's hard. It's kind of hard to play an electric drum pad in time because it doesn't it doesn't react like a drum. And you have weird. I would think in this kind of set you have trouble with the monitoring and stuff like hearing yourself. I, I don't know. I would think it's. I would think that, it's actually quite hard. That's what I was. I think I sent you guys a video. I think it was Cassie and he was doing it, and it didn't even look on beat to me. And I was like, is he even really doing anything here? Like, I'm not saying that they don't make great music, but it's sort of like. What are you doing? Not that I care, but you know. Um, Odessa is, is a good band that really rocks out like the drums well. Well, they and bring I out mean, a whole drum section, or yeah, they did they last all, tour. They do but. pads also, but they also do real drums. So yeah. it's like a good mix. They're like a cool group to like watch live, even, even like their YouTube stuff to kind of see that. Oh, in, in music news, that Alyssa and does that, that new Odessa song is awesome fire not they're not they're not a life is beautiful are they? no Sadly, not unless they get no. announced tomorrow tomorrow they mm. will announce the um shaded bands so when we have our next episode we'll be able to talk about that too they called it big news yeah so. they were like major news and i'm like you have them mid-tier how major could it be and they're obviously both going to be on saturday because like the the names are shorter on saturday so you know they're there so like i said i think it's just going to be like some gorillas friends hope, but, hoping for event staples appearance um i'm hoping for snoop dog it's <laughs> not gonna be snoop dog will you let it go <laughs> <laughs> well now i want it to be snoop dog now you set the bar too high now if there's anything other than snoop <laughs> no remember de la soldier your uh... oh yeah oh yeah no uh, Schoolboy Q, Earth Gang comeback. Those are a couple ones. I told you, Danny um, Brown. Danny Brown would be great. Um, they think it's gonna be slow tie. Uh, some of the and then someone there's like a, been emojis of a snail and then a, a curry bowl. So I don't know if that's supposed to be slow and then Thai food um, or someone's like maybe it's Denzel Curry, which would be fun. Just wouldn't make sense for the gorillas. Denzel Curry was just there. Well, yeah, I guess three I guess years ago. Like three years ago. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find so, out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find out. Are you guys on like Reddit? You know, r slash Life is Beautiful or something? Yeah, I, I'm not. But I, if there's anything big, Alyssa tells me. Okay. Well, I'm. I'll, they just they announced it on their Instagram. Oh, like. I sent it to you guys. I said, big announcement tomorrow. We're going to find no, out. No, no. I, I, I was wondering, like, has, I'm surprised oh, no who one's is they? It. You're asking, like, when I say yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, I'm, and, then, and then I'm presuming they is the people on Reddit. And yeah, I'm wondering there's, there's if There's also a Facebook group. It it's not, like, the most active group, but every once in a while. Yeah, it's not like, uh, what is it Bonnaroo that does the clues? 
and um they're not the clues are like hard art for at least from what i've seen for like bonnaroo and it got those like end up bringing up like lots of discussions and then lots of like conspiracy theories on who like the clue means you know so that one's more fun but um i remember uh when it was last time we went and i think i guess like for one thing megan the stallion was blurred out for a while mm-hmm. and but i think and i think they actually um people kind of like a lot of people guessed her and were right i and i think like part of it was like the faded out they actually like did fade out her name like properly and so people were kind of able to like guess that one right but i haven't looked at what people are are guessing now slow tie seems like like a safe bet though yeah slow tie a a hundred gex a thousand gex i don't even know if i'm saying that right i haven't listened to him before just know he's on like every festival lineup and people talk about him i don't know if that would be big news though that would just be well i mean they're mid-tier though there's no one that's that's what i'm saying it's like it's not major news if they're mid-tier artist if it's snoop dogg major news it's not snoop dogg stop stop trying to speak this into existence (laughs) now this is like a girl can help i think because of the way they did it like it's kind of to me it's it's obvious that it's like they had to blur those names for some practical reason. It wasn't meant to be a big publicity thing. And then they just like, well, we'll kind of spin it that way. Because mm-hmm. if it were if it were a bigger name, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have done it that. They they obviously had already had the graphic designer make those things, and they were like, oh shit, we don't know if those people are coming. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll get more than one. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Snoop Dogg. You guys see the commercial Snoop D O double G, and he's like, you don't have to keep spelling that. Yeah, like, okay. that. It's a, it's another Corona one, right? How do you yeah. guys see commercials? Where do you see commercials? We have cable because Mark oh. watches sports. Oh. It's like very stressful to watch local sports through. Uh, the, at the bar, too. We'll watch sports at the bar sometimes. And you, uh, There's no way to avoid the commercials there. All right. Anything else about Phantoms? Maybe they'll respond to my Instagram message. Well, Um, after they get... Can I butter them up now? No, because your old message... Delete your old message. Josie deleted this message. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, hey guys, big fan. Ever since I saw you on uh, Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out which one of our friends he looks like. And I kind of get you. Like, like I'm feeling it. There's like something. There's it, a but... particular photo on Instagram, too, where I was like, this is the one. It's who is he? There's this one photo where he looks like my friend uh, Adam, who you met once, Alyssa. But he doesn't look like him in any other photo. Mm. Adam Fishman. Mark, you might know him. Uh, I don't think so. But it's only that one photo. This one. Sending to you guys on Insta. The side profile might get you there. Who does he look like? This is some prime podcasting content we're producing right here. All right. And uh, next week we will be looking at uh, our other big headliner, Jack Harlow grandson and the bad boy chilla crew or bbcc if you're a if you're a true fan and these were your gracious hosts and we will meet you at the mantis